What's going on? It's your boy Mixmaster B here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all and we are officially in WrestleMania week. WrestleMania week, the biggest week of the wrestling calendar. And all week we're going to have different guests coming on from different podcasts, different aspects of the wrestling world, talking about their upcoming expectations and predictions for WrestleMania. And I got Kenny Majid from... Uh, Kenny, for your thoughts, podcast, one of the best podcasts that I listen to all the time, him and his co-host, Brandon. I mean, they break it down They when Brandon's not sleeping. We do have to note that. When Brandon's not sleeping, him and Kenny, they have one of the greatest podcasts all about wrestling. They give their insights and predictions and all of their reactions. So I want to welcome him in right now. Kenny, what's going on? How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I will respectfully disagree. I think the reason we're so good is because when... Um, when Brandon does fall asleep, it gives me an adrenaline rush like <laughs> caffeine will never do because I get so angry that I start rattling off and, and venting my frustration on everybody. Yeah, and as I said, it's one of the funniest things part of the podcast, and uh, I know it's kind of been like a running joke, but, you know, shout out to Brandon. I mean, he is, you know, he is your Marty Jannetty to Shawn Michaels. I have to say that, <laughs> you know. Thank you. Thank you for publicizing that. Um <laughs> Uh, I will say, actually, a lot of people think it's a it's a gimmick. They say, you know, Brandon really doesn't fall asleep like that. I'm like, everything we say on the podcast is a shoot. Like that is liter like literally. He came to my house last week on the last episode. He fell asleep uh, within ten minutes. Uh, yeah, that, that's a shoot. <laughs> I mean, I can go on the record and say there have been times where you know something's going on on the screen, and I might nod off a little bit. You know, it really depends. You know what what kind of day I've been having, but. uh WrestleMania week. I mean, I know you're excited for this because a lot of fans are excited. The first event where we're going to have fans in the stands again for a wrestling show. Well, not the first event, but something of this magnitude and this size. And you happen to be going to WrestleMania, right? Yeah, man. I I don't know. I'm, I manifested it I, is how I'll say it because I said uh, I'm not going to WrestleMania without uh, getting my COVID vaccination. And I'm 32, so I wasn't eligible uh, but away, and uh, I had bought the tickets, and I said, "Nope." I, you know, I did the math. I'm like, I need my vaccination at a certain time, and I made it happen. So, I'm happy to say I'm vaccinated, going to WrestleMania, and going to enjoy myself without any qualms. You know, so I'm happy. Yes, definitely. And that was one of my my biggest concerns was this year was getting the vaccine and getting it in enough time, and all the. I mean, there's so much stuff you hear about the vaccine, about how long it takes to fully kick in, how long it lasts, all this stuff. So I recently, just as of yesterday, on Easter, and we have to note that we are recording this before tonight's Monday Night Raw, so I don't think anything's crazy is going to happen tonight that's going to change the course of, you know, WrestleMania this weekend, but... Hey, Goldberg could come back tonight and just, uh, you know... <laughs> we could. I mean, you know how many times people have been on Twitter asking for uh, Lesnar to come back the last couple weeks, so... Um... How, how funny is that, right? Like, people all of a sudden, Brock is the biggest baby face, they won't come back... <laughs> Like, wait a second, didn't you want no part-timers, or, like, what's going on now? Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, fickle. So, I mean, I fully got vaccinated, so I'm happy and proud to say that I'm fully vaccinated, and, uh, you know, but unfortunately, I will not be there this year, but I definitely, you know, have it circled for next year, or, you know, even if SummerSlam were to come somewhere close by, you know, and it's a lot better out there, but you actually had plans for last year to go there, because you you live in the Tampa area, correct? 
Well, it's, you know, it's like, and I, I don't sound like full of myself when I say this. This is uh, one of those, like, I felt like it was a rib or something on me because I've gone to, uh, I think, to date seven WrestleManias, which this is like my yearly vacation. Like, I go mm-hmm. wherever WrestleMania is, and I was so excited for uh, WrestleMania 36 because, as you said, it was supposed to be in, here in Tampa, Florida. I live 15 minutes away from Raymond James Stadium. So to really like to wake up in my bed and to be like wake up for a WrestleMania is going to be a completely different feeling than having to, you know, rent a car or, yeah. uh, you know, rent a whole room and all that sort of thing. And then it was such a rib because I'm driving my sisters back from college, you know, uh, basically got them home to my parents uh, because of COVID concerns. And then uh, all of a sudden as I'm driving back. My phone's blowing up. And I'm like, why is my phone blowing up? I'm noticing it's wrestling fans. Everyone's like, hey, WrestleMania's canceled. Like, it's going to be in the PC. And I'm like, well, shit. You know, like. <laughs> there goes my vacation. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just such a rib. Like, wow, WrestleMania's supposed to be 10 minutes away from my house, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. And can't. Well, I can attest to that because I've been, you know, saying for years that I hope that they bring a WrestleMania to the Philadelphia area because I would be in the same boat as you where I'm literally 15 minutes from Lincoln Financial Field, where, you know, obviously they would probably have it, you know, where the Eagles play. So I was always like, you know, that'd be really cool to not have to rent, you know, a car or, you know, a hotel room or catch a flight somewhere, you know, just to wake up and be able to just kind of give yourself some extra time. Because anybody who's never done WrestleMania week, I mean, it can be exhausting. You need a vacation after WrestleMania week. I can just, you know, you get a couple hours sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, so it would have been cool no. to just be able to sleep in your own bed. But I can also attest to say that, you know, I do enjoy going, seeing different places and Me visiting too. different oh, yeah. areas. It's an excuse, yeah. It's an excuse to, to uh, you know, like Dallas. Uh, when I went to WrestleMania 32, you know, got to see all the things around there. And uh, that was fun. You know, that was fun. California, uh, places, you know, I, I would probably normally go. But WrestleMania gives you an excuse to go there. You know, exactly. but again, it was really like, oh, wow, this is going to be a different WrestleMania. And then it didn't happen. And I guess it was a different WrestleMania because, uh, never, you know, got to watch it by myself with no fanfare, you know, which was. Mm-hmm. I said it was kind of a bummer, but it was different. And it was it was definitely an experience. But, you know, we're always you leap forward and not backwards. So hopefully this weekend everything goes well and goes right. And I believe there are still tickets available for WrestleMania. So I don't believe it's a complete sellout although it's very close to it have you heard anything else other as far as ticket sales uh, i haven't heard anything i haven't heard anything in terms of a sellout um but i i mean i would wouldn't be surprised with a lot of people being hesitant this wasn't going to be one of those where people were just uh flocking to get tickets mm-hmm. um you know what i mean like obviously i wasn't i lived 10 minutes away and i wasn't going to go unless you know i i was vaccinated and stuff like that so i can see a lot of people uh, being hesitant to go. I've seen a lot of people, you know, the internet trolls out there that were hooting and hollering, saying that, you know, well, when the UFC first opened up and they were allowed to have fans, like, they sold out instantly, and, you know, it didn't happen with WrestleMania, and they're comparing the two, and I, I, I'm kind of leaning on the side of what you're saying, is that, you know, I'm I, even with baseball coming back, you know, I was like, all right, well, let me make sure till I get fully vaccinated, and get this shit in my system and, you know, ready to go before I, you know, just start living like it's 2019 again. Um, <laughs> but, exactly. you know, it, it's, like I said, it should be cool. Have you gotten any information from WWE in regards to, like, how you're supposed to enter into the stadium or any kind of, like, protocol stuff? 
Not at all. Uh, haven't received any sort of emails, any, any, anything. Um, but I kind of guess that they'll send us something maybe Friday night to kind of tell us the protocols. Um, and I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, as you're, as we're all lined up outside, they'll probably start telling us like, Hey, X amount of people over here, X amount of people over there. I'm hoping, you know, you know, cross my fingers. I'm going to try to film as much as I can because I know a lot of people are going to have questions on, um, you know, what the protocols were like or what safety measures happened. And I kind of just want to see if I can film as much as I can so I can answer those questions. Uh, pay attention to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts and try to get that going as soon as WrestleMania finishes. Yeah, that would be really cool because transparency, you know, what everything, you know, how everything went down that day is going to make it easier for people to feel comfortable going forward to going to events like this. Um, they, exactly. pulled, they pulled off the Super Bowl there, and, you know, we didn't see anything or hear anything crazy from the Super Bowl. Um, so we'll see what happens this weekend, and hopefully, uh, you know, people will feel more comfortable and confident in going back to these type of events, and uh, we can kind of start moving forward with it. Exactly, and and I'll be the litmus test, so I'll take the bullet so you all don't have to. <laughs> now, I want to talk a little bit, before we get into WrestleMania talk and what you're excited for and all that stuff, I want to talk about your podcast because it's it's one of the – I mean, I have my own podcast, and, I mean, it's it's like everybody has a podcast anymore. You know, if you don't have a podcast, it's kind of like you don't have, like, a cell phone number. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like everybody has a podcast now. And, Correct, uh, yeah. you know, it's hard to listen to every single podcast and then on top of that wrestling podcast because everybody has a wrestling podcast everybody's got an opinion which is a good thing but there's ways that you know different things that have to stand out to make you want to listen to someone's podcast and i really love the way that you and brandon conduct your podcast because again it's 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 well polished and it's you know you guys got the youtube videos and you got the little scrolling stuff and you got the backdrops like it's just really cool not just from hearing but a visual standpoint for people that are actually watching the videos of it but let me ask you, like, what made you want to get into doing a radio podcast about wrestling? So 2015, uh, I just bought a house, and my friend was kind of encouraging me. He's like, you have the voice. You you know, he sees it in me. He's like, you got the every time a camera's rolling, you kind of jump into it. And he's like, why don't you, you know, do a wrestling podcast? And I said, no, no. I, I, I said what you just said. Everyone has a wrestling podcast, you know, like it, it wouldn't matter. Uh well, fast forward, um, hadn't done it. 2018, or I should say 2017, I, I had, uh, my daughter was born. Actually, a couple of days before WrestleMania 33, which I went to, believe it or not. So, <laughs> my daughter, two days old, I went to a WrestleMania. Um, Dad of the year kinda, award. <laughs> hey, I actually was about, was about to sell my tickets, and my ex, she kind of looked at me and was just like, your mom's here, my mom's here, why don't you go? And I was already halfway out the door before she finished that sentence, you know. So, <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, um, in 2018, you know, I had left for a manager job and things like that. But I wasn't happy. It wasn't feeling like my life was going right. And um, ended up quitting that job. And just blindly, mind you. And I kind of had this feeling of, like, I kind of want to pursue my dreams. Because, like, I wasn't fearful of money. I was more fearful of looking my daughter in her eyes and saying, you know, hey, you should follow your dreams, but, like, I had never done it. So it was kind of like that lead-by-example kind of thing. Um, so I ended up with my wrestling podcast, and I just went in with the attitude of, like, yeah, everyone has a wrestling podcast. You know, this might sound cocky, but it's just how I approached it. I said, everyone has a wrestling podcast, but no one's going to be as good as mine. Mm -hmm. I, 
I was confident. I was confident I could go in there and, you know, gain some traction. Um, because just because everyone has a podcast doesn't mean everyone does it well. Like, you have your, your podcasting voice down to a T. You know what I mean? But not everybody has. You know what I mean? So A lot of tuition uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, it, like you said, everyone has a wrestling podcast. But, you know, I wanted to put, you know, some production value in it and really make it good and make you go, hey, this guy is doing this by himself. You know, he's not sponsored. He's not doing, like, no one's paying him to do this. I kind of wanted to be, like, the fan version of Busted Open or something, you know? Yeah. Now, take us back to your earliest memories of pro wrestling. I mean, everybody has a story, and I remember when I was asked this, I uh, ran into Bill Apter at a uh, Wizard World convention in Philadelphia, and he proposed that question to me. He's like, what is your first initial memory of pro wrestling? Like, your first, you know, memory of it. And I was completely honest with it. I guess he was expecting me to say something like Hawkamania or, you know, something of that nature. And I'm just like, I can remember going to the uh, the Philadelphia Spectrum and seeing Demolition battle somebody. I can't remember who they were battling, but just the, just being that close and seeing Demolition with all their, like, you know, dominatrix garb and all that stuff. <laughs> all the leather and chains and, you know, whips and stuff going on. Like, that just, like, sunk into my head. So when I told him that, he kind of like, he's just like, oh, that's interesting. So I kind of felt like it was a letdown. <laughs> but that was my first, that was, <laughs> was my first, honest, yeah. yeah, I was being honest. I was like, I can remember, you know, Demolition and, and Mr. Fuji coming out and just, you know, just these scary looking guys. And I couldn't tell you much more about what happened on the card. I might have been, you know, eight or nine years old. But that was the thing that just resonated with me and stuck in my head. So what's your first earliest memories of pro wrestling? Well, I'll give you a pre-memory, uh, which is weird to say, but uh, my mom always tells this story about how when she was pregnant with me that I didn't, like, as weird as it sounds, didn't move around in the womb too much. But she said any time, like, she's watching, like, Saturday Night's main event, Hulk Hogan would come out, that, like, I would start kicking, like, punching and stuff. So I always thought that was, like, a cool story because it was like, well, maybe I, maybe I was a re- born to be a wrestling fan, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> She said it was the only time I ever seemed to be to have movement. Um, in terms of, you know, obviously actually being alive and watching wrestling, I think my earliest, earliest memories are uh, being given a videotape, a VHS copy, literally a recording of uh, WrestleMania six, And I must have watched Hogan versus Warrior religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, I, I can literally map out that match in my head right now without having watched it in a couple of years. Um, so WrestleMania 6, that must have been like 1992 I was given that tape. So I, w- I was like three years old or so. That's my earliest memory is just turning that up and down, that, that match specifically. And I love those days. I can remember having a friend of mine, and we would always go to the local video tape store when everything was VHS, and we would always rent some type of wrestling pay-per-view whether it be, you know, WCW or WWE, F, you know, we didn't really care what it was. It was just, we just would watch this videotape for whatever, how long we had it for, the two-day rental or whatever. But I kind of missed those times, too, where you got guys together and you had the pizza party and everybody chipped in money for a pay-per-view. And it kind of leads me to the whole Peacock situation. And a lot of people have been very yeah. vocal about it. What are your thoughts now with WWE Network being on Peacock? See, I'm not. I'm never a good person to ask these type of questions because I play devil's advocate on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my take on the situation is like there's a part of me that like I get it, get why like we're talking WrestleMania six. I mean, bluntly, what was edited out was Roddy Piper, you know, essentially doing blackface on WrestleMania six broadcast TV. And there's a part of me that gets it and totally understands. And then there's the other part of me that goes, I don't necessarily revision his history because it's not necessarily that I'm saying this is a good thing that happened, but I don't like when we are not exposed to what had happened back then. Um, mainly because I feel like there's some growth off. If you look at it with, you know, 2021 eyes and go, wow, that was kind of offensive back in 1990. Thank God they don't do that anymore. That's a good way to look at it as opposed to just it being erased completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's like, to me, it's like, especially with Peacock, it's like, if I'm going to watch it, like, I just want it in its original form. And it's like, why don't you just give me the option of like, in my settings, uh, if I want to put that, the content on, I can watch it. But if I put it down to PG, then certain moments are edited out. You know, maybe something like that. But I just don't like the not having a choice. Yeah, and I was saying to someone the other day about it. I said they, I wish they would kind of almost treat it like how Disney Plus treats a lot yes. of their stuff. Right, put the disclaimer yeah. on there, like, hey, when this originally aired, this was not so much that it was acceptable, but in that time, it was more of the norm. And, you know, things have changed. We've evolved. You know, we've learned from different things, and it's it's not cool now. But, however, this is, you know, the original broadcast of it. It's the historical, st- you know, part of it that we're going to leave it the right. way it is. And, uh, you know, to go, exactly. off, and to go off what you said, it's like I don't – not that I'm saying I agree with the whole blackface thing. And, you know, when uh, DX did the whole mocking of the Nation of Domination, you know, I, I get it. And like you said, I said, I'm kind of like you, we're on both sides of the fence here. I get it. But at the same time, I feel like what happens 20 years from now, 30 years from now, how much of this content is going to be, you know, completely wiped out because we're continuously evolving into, you know, something else. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like the ramification of being able to edit stuff out sometimes uh, to me outweigh the negative of that outweighs the positive. And that's what I'm getting at. Again, I don't hurt, you know, what Roddy Piper did in that event, but I don't think if Roddy Piper was alive today that he'd be like, Oh, it was great. I should have done that. You know, he probably had that regret too. Um, you know, and it's also that he was the baby face in the situation too. I mean, so it's, it's weird. I get it. And again, I see why they did it. But again, it was like it was on the WWE network and it was fine. And uh, like you said, they could have just hit a disclaimer. NBC does not approve of this. And, you know, at time, this is what was presented. But wrestling is a weird area sometimes, man, where it's like not perceived as a movie. It's perceived as real, even though it is a storyline based thing. So I've always noticed that, like in terms of censorship, like they said, like this is a real thing going on with more akin to a movie, if you will. Yeah. But it's, it's a gray area. Yeah, And it's funny you say that because I want to kind of touch on the WWE Hall of Fame. And I had somebody on Twitter that I was going back and forth with. It might have been Twitter or Instagram somewhere. And I tried to refrain from getting into heated conversations with people that you, you just can't persuade to think otherwise or have an open dialogue where, you know, two, um, you know, level-minded people can have an intellectual conversation and not it turn into, you know, a hate fest. But uh, I had someone say about how the great Kali and they were saying, oh, well, you know, he shouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And uh, this is why it's, you know, a joke. And I was like, you know, at what point 
do you not understand that the WWE Hall of Fame is more closely to like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than it is to any kind of pro sports Hall of Fame? Like we're all wrestling right, fans, exactly. But, like unless you're eight years or younger, we all understand it's theater. You know, I won't use the F word, but it's theater. We all understand it's predetermined, and we get that. But I mean, how can you justify? Saying they don't treat it like a regular pro sports hall of fame. I mean, that'd be like that'd be like saying every home run that Babe Ruth hit was predetermined. And right, then... and it's like uh, it, it, you're you're dead on. It, it's literally like people doing it in like a pro sport hall of fame aspect. But I always say that people take people work themselves a lot more than WWE intends them to. And in the reality era, it's easier to work body by just. Um, tweeting out like an asshole thing or tweeting out, no one's going to like crap anyway. Every, fans work themselves into these situations. Like, so great Kali, right? He's a huge draw in India. Like, let's not, like, if you want to look at it in a pro sports aspect, I will hit you with the uh, great Kali is literally Indian royalty. The, when he, uh, a little sidebar, but when he came back and um, in the prison match, and he held up the WWE title. I saw so many people saying, wow, Kali's an idiot. Like, was he think he's champion? And Edge, on Christian podcast at the time, said he knows Kali well enough to know that Kali knew he was going to be on every Indian newspaper when he did that. Mm-hmm. That is the importance of the great Kali in India. Do I, am I a huge Kali fan as an American fan? No, not really. I understand. And to your point, people got to understand this Hall of Fame is not necessarily... It doesn't have this criteria that needs to be met like a baseball hall of fame and votes need to be met and like that. Um, people always work themselves into it. How come this person's in the hall of fame, but this person's not? And it's like, they're waiting for the right time a lot. So I'm like, people it's are like, oh, the Bella twins are in. What's that? Sorry. Said, it's all about money. It's about exposure. It's right. And it's like, people, well, the Bella twins are in, but how come the rock's not in? And, whoa, 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 hold on. You think the rock's not going into the hall of fame? But they got WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. Don't you think that more apropos time? So, again, they're selling tickets. Like you said, it's exposure. They're not just going to put the rock in arbitrarily. Batista was supposed to win in Tampa because that's his hometown, right? So people people don't think like that. That's the problem. They, they overthink the Hall of Fame. And, and I was trying to explain that to someone. I'm like... They're saying, well, you know, this guy's won this many championships, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. But then this guy who's never won a championship, he's in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, again, these are predetermined championships. It's not – it's not – it, it, it's like apples and oranges here. You can't really compare the two. And as far as, you know, Kali going in, I explained this on. I said 1.3 billion people live in India. They make up right. like 17% of the world's population. Like to them – if all those people, or even half of those people, were to watch or buy a Hall of Fame T-shirt or something of that nature, like that's just it's money, you know. And the best way I could explain it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and say that you know there's there's musical acts that you know should be in the Hall of Fame, but it's all about selling tickets because they have their introduction. It's like a concert, you know. It's, exactly. it's the same reason why we have a celebrity wing. And although I don't agree with all the celebrities that they they put into the the Hall of Fame as far as their popularity status, you know, like whatever pull Kid Rock has or, you know, Ozzy Osbourne that's going to be going in or William Shatner, whatever fan base that they have, 
you know, it, it it's worth the money, I guess, for them to bring that guy into the hall if it's going to help them, you know, sell tickets or get eyes on the product. Even that would be, even that may be too far. And what I mean by that is that Vince might just be like, I want to put Shatner in the Hall of Fame because he had a good couple of appearances. That's it. He just think it'd be good shit. I mean, it might not <laughs> even shit. have. Right, it might not even have uh, like, well, Shatner can tickets. You know, it might be like, hey, hey, let's put Shatner in. You know, he's not getting any younger. You know, he, did he just turn ninety? I think something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like, just let's just put him in. I want him in. Yeah. So and I, and I he has the right to do that. It's his company. If he wants to go, right, exactly. he wants in there. You know, exactly. So. It's not. It's not the wrestling Hall of Fame. It is the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes. And I, I tell people all the time, too, is that unless you can show me another Hall of Fame, I know there's other ones out there, but if you can show me another pro wrestling Hall of Fame that is on the scale and recognition of the WWE Hall of Fame, then there's there's really no point. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm the type of guy that's just kind of like, just watch it and enjoy it. doesn't mean you can't be critical of things, but Twitter rants are not the way to go. Yeah, it, it's it's the level of criticism. It's like people take this so so seriously. It's like I'm I'm critical too, but when I'm watching a show, I'm just enjoying it. Like you said, like I'm just going to the Hall of Fame and enjoy it. I'm not going to sit there and go, "All right, why is this joke in here?" Yeah. You know, it's just, at what point does, is that detrimental to me more so than anybody else? And we, I got to have fun too. It's WrestleMania week. Yeah, and we all were just shown how quickly stuff can be taken away from us, you know, during a pandemic. So it's just like just enjoy it. You know, if I was able to go to WrestleMania and, you know, just enjoy myself and I'll be honest, I am I miss the the access part of it because that was one of the things I really enjoyed was meeting a lot of the talent and, you know, saying what's up and, you know, just showing your gratitude and appreciation for what they do. I mean, because a lot of these I mean, they're putting their, their bodies on the line night in, night out just to entertain us and to entertain these people that are ranting on Twitter. So I like meeting them and just kind of giving them their, you know, their flowers in person saying, "Hey, you know, thanks for just being who you are." And uh, I'm not really keen on the whole Zoom call thing. Um, but you know, hopefully that's only temporarily, but we'll see yeah, how, I mean, it, you know, it, it goes. It is what it is. At least they're at least they're trying to do something. But like you said, you know, I, I miss I on a selfish level miss the experience because access is just fun um I'll be going to the Superstore on Thursday, um, so that'll, that'll be fun. But, I mean, you know, to know that I, I can't step into Axis, because, you know, usually they link Axis to that uh, Superstore. Mm-hmm. To know I can't just, like, step into Axis is going to be, like, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, 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 too, am missing that part of WrestleMania. I went to one of my first signings for uh, uh, a wrestling sign a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I don't really want to do these signings where I have to be masked up. I'm pro mask, but I just, I feel like if I'm paying all this money, like I don't want to be hiding behind a mask, you know what I mean? Taking a picture and, you know, it just feels weird. Right. I hear you. I'm the same way, which is like, I've seen a lot of pictures where people are like masked up and stuff. And like you, I'm totally pro mask. And, um, but to pay that money and then have this like mask picture where we don't even know if we're smiling. Yeah. It's like, I I just rather not do it. And now you said 10, 20 years from now, we're looking back at it and we're like, what the hell was going on during that period that you guys were all masked up? You know, hopefully we can get to that stage where we look back at it and go, yeah, that was, it's kind of a phase we were going through, but right. You know, we'll see, like you said, what happens in the future. Um, exactly. So the big card WrestleMania, this is this weekend. And uh, maybe we'll dab a little bit now with the NXT TakeOver event. So it's a two-night event, first night on USA and then the second night exclusively on Peacock. What are you excited about 
with NXT TakeOver because I'm really excited about this and just the, 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 the promos that they've done just leading up to these video packages have really gotten me hype and excited for this event. I'm excited. Um, I, I'm really excited for, for Stand the Liver being two nights, but I, I'm kind of weirded out uh, before I even get into it that they're doing Wednesday and Thursday. I feel like they should have done Tuesday and Wednesday to kind of be a prelude into them going to Tuesday night. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Thursday is kind of an arbitrary, if you will, um, in this situation. Uh, but besides that, besides that, that little weird thing, I'm also kind of like, oh, man, it sucks they don't have fans. But at the same time, I get it because wrestling's going to be the first one to have fans. But like you said, they've done a really good job with video packages on this. I'm really, really sold on Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, the Unseen match. Um, I'm actually maybe looking forward to uh, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez the most, uh, believe it or not, just because they've done such a good job with that. Um, yeah, it's just going to be, it's one of those things where it's like, it's NXT. They're, they have enough talent that it's no, there's no way it can be a bad event. So you agree we should have probably flipped the Hall of Fame from Tuesday, maybe put it on Thursday? Yes. I I would definitely say they should have put the Hall of Fame on Thursday and put NXT TakeOver Tuesday and Wednesday because, again, it would just get fans used to NXT being on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, so opinion, have like their premiere, their premiere event on Tuesday be night one of Stand and Deliver. Right, because then you could have just said NXT, you know, NXT April 6th, we're go- Tuesday. And remember to keep tuning in for NXT on Tuesday nights. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, I never, yeah. I didn't stop and think about that, but that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then we, we fast forward to WrestleMania, and it's the two night event, and we've seen a little bit of the stage from the drone that was flying around and taking pictures of the staging and everything. Um, what are your expectations for Saturday and Sunday? I'm actually really excited that it's a two-day event as a fan. Um, Just because, I mean, obviously we know that last year was a two-day event, but, you know, there were no fans there, you know. So last year it almost felt like, wow, that's WWE to do two events as opposed to one to get uh, the pandemic off our mind for two events. Uh, Here, it's like we're getting two separate cards. Um, Now, as someone who's been there, like I said, seven WrestleManias, it is exhausting, no, we don't post about it on social media, but like, like hour four, you're you're dead. You're like, I put it this way: uh, WrestleMania 35, the women went on last, and it was you know Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and the situation was so frustrating because it was a match I wanted to see, but the crowd was so dead because it was after midnight. Yeah. It was just completely draining, and so I felt bad because I'm like, we're not into this match, and I know it's just exhaustion. Now you get to take that element away because you're going to get three hours and then you get to go home. And again, perfect WrestleMania to be two nights for me because I'm 10, 15 minutes away (laughs) from my house. So literally, as soon as the event's done, I just hop in a car, go, you know, 10 minutes, take a shower, jump in my bed, and then get up the next day for the event. Yeah. So I'm in heaven right now. This is, I feel like this WrestleMania was done for me the way they did it, you know? Um, well, thirty-five. I'm, so I'm was, excited for it. Yeah, thirty-five was exhausting, as you said. By the time the women's match came on, I was I was done. I was I was just like, 
You know, as soon as the match ended, I just beeline to get the hell out of there because there was the that whole rain situation that was like brewing and everything. Oh, let's not talk about the rain because <laughs> everybody just got poured on, and uh, I was waiting on the train, and no trains were coming. Then it just starts pouring, and I'm, I I went home soaking wet. I know you did too, and um. And well, that actually, that was, I was, I actually got back pretty dry. I like I said I knew where my party bus was parked, and they said you know we're going to be right here right after it. So after, I mean, the fireworks were still going off. I could see fireworks I I going off. I wish I knew you back then. I so I could have been hooked up with the party bus. I was on a party bus, uh, the um, Mania Crawl party bus going, but uh, there was no party bus coming out of WrestleMania. So you know, well, the we good thing to, was had... the the party bus was taking us back to uh, Lower Manhattan, and from there I had to catch a subway back to Brooklyn because I was staying in Brooklyn, and uh, we had like a couple trains that were. You know, being worked on on tracks, so you had to go to like different stations right. and everything. So I I eked out the rain, but between hopping different subways and getting back to my hotel, I didn't get back to my room till almost like 3 a.m. You know, so yeah. it was it was exhausting. And then you know the next morning they had that early morning access event, and uh, I believe it might have been like the Bellas or something that next morning, and I had, like completely lost my voice, like my voice was shot. You know, and I'm like telling the girls, I'm like, I'm sorry, I, you know, I lost my voice. <laughs> I was just like, it was just, it was a mess that weekend. And it was just, yeah, there was a lot of things that could have been done better as far as the logistics standpoint of it. But all in all, it was a great, you know, great WrestleMania. I do think, I do wish that no shade or, you know, anything towards the women's division. I would have liked to see the Kofi match been the main event. Just because... See, the problem is that the problem is you're looking at it with rose colored glasses. If you switch those matches, Kofi wouldn't have gotten the reaction he got. This is true. This is true. You know, because again, exhaustion comes into play. It would have been like, okay, can we finish this event, please? That's kind of where we were at. So again, it, it was just a consequence. I think the women's match would have been the one where we were like, oh my God, that was such an amazing match. And then the Kofi match would have been like, eh. You know, so or we could have um, just stopped the Kofi though. match on a Saturday and done the second half on a Sunday. The two there day. There you go. You know? Now imagine, imagine WrestleMania 35 literally stopping after the Kofi moment, and the oh. next half going on on Sunday. That's to tell you why I'm excited. I actually think, in my opinion, this is probably a litmus test for WrestleMania being two days from now on, because I think if this goes well, I can see next year in Dallas, and I can see the following year in Hollywood being two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just because the roster should. Yeah, and and I just read reports today that they were moving a lot of the you know the Andre Giant Memorial match to SmackDown because they didn't want to make both events anything longer than you know three and a half hours, four hours tops. Well, I actually, I again, you know, I read reports, but I kind of use like my head on stuff like this. A lot of people are like, "Why is this SmackDown?" You know, the tag team title matches. Look at the matches that are on SmackDown. That was going to be your pre-show. It's yeah. as simple as that. I think a lot of people are overthinking it. That was going to be the pre-show, but what you can't have a pre-show this year. Why? Because no matter you could literally send a dead pig out there and everyone's going to cheer because it's the first person to walk out on the stage in over a year. Mm-hmm. So WWE's probably thinking Vince is probably like, we can't have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal first. Yeah. You know, so he probably is going to want to send somebody big out. I'm of the opinion, maybe I'm jumping the gun by saying this, I'm the, of the opinion they should send out Drew McIntyre first and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind, of wild, think, what kind of wild predictions do you have for that match? 
Because you've seen what I've been tweeting out last week, what I wrote up. I, I'm torn on this because this is one of those where, like, I'm going to be happy either way and I'm going to be disappointed either way. Because I feel like Drew McIntyre needs the moment where, you know, he didn't get to win the championship in front of people last year. I feel like he needs that win, and it'll be a big thing. But then it's like that comes at the consequence of Bobby Lashley losing the title, which I want Lashley to win. So it's one of those things where I'm going to be so torn either way. Um, I, you know, there's a part of me, I was entertaining the idea of, you know, they, they were talking about Vince McMahon was insisting that the Hurt Business break up. And I was like, you know, he's a creative genius. Maybe he was like, hey, the stipulation is that the Hurt Business is banned from ringside. Well, not in the Hurt Business anymore. So what if they're out of the Hurt Business so they can interfere in this match, retain the title for Lashley, and the Hurt Business will come back together? But then I'm like, is that wishful thinking? You know, so there's like, there's so many different elements here. But again, either way, I'm going to be really happy. And either way, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> well, that's the good thing is that there are so many different elements and ways they can go with this. And the way for anybody who hadn't seen what I was tweeting out and what I was saying was that when Bobby won the title, I felt like there was such a excitement for Bobby because he's been doing it for so long, you know, rightfully deserved it. You know, the guy just looks like a champion that he was almost getting like that face reaction from the fan base. So I was kind of torn. I'm thinking, okay, so if you have him against Drew, what if, you know, even if it is a smaller crowd, what if they are booing Drew and they back Bobby? You know, and Bobby's supposed to be the heel in this situation. So my whole thought process was like, well, okay, that's why they broke up the Hurt Business, because they're trying to distance Bobby from the Hurt Business. And my prediction was is that, that whole whoever takes out Drew gets a championship match theory was out there. And I mentioned Lesnar. I said I could totally see Lesnar taking out Drew on day one and inserting himself into that main event. MVP somehow turns on Bobby. You know, I, I don't I don't know who would win, if it would be Bobby or Brock, but it would definitely give Bobby that face, you know, reaction and obviously not that Brock needs a lot of help getting heat on himself. But that would be the heat that Brock would, you know, get because he took out the the champion that everybody was excited for and would have, you know, Bobby start a face run. But again, so many different elements. I'm just really excited to see how they're going to play all this out. And I have been telling people, I said, don't jump the gun. Just relax. Let's see how it plays out. Now, if after Saturday, you know, it's a shit fest and the purpose is still broken up and you know everything goes bad. Well, then we can complain. But until then, just, you know, pump the brakes. Exactly. I think a lot of people like to get their Twitter fingers all angry before things happen. And, uh, you know, speculating is one thing. I always appreciate, like, you know, no, me and you maybe don't agree on a lot of what we say because we've had some heated, you know, Twitter exchanges. But there's always. Yeah, I've told I you off a couple of times. Right. There's like a <laughs> I think or like I speculate. There's not like yeah. a, this is how it's going to happen, you moron. You know, uh, <laughs> and I think I think people work themselves into thinking like their way is correct. And it's like, just because I say an opinion doesn't mean that I believe that's 100%. You know, like you're saying the Lesnar thing. I'm coming at you on Sunday if it doesn't happen and be like, hey, stupid, you thought Brock Lesnar was coming out? How'd that, happen? How'd that work out for you? You know, um, it's just really like, cool. You wanted a cool scenario and it didn't happen. Sucks, you know? Yeah, and again, it's not that it's, I, you know, I need it to happen. It was just something that I could see, you know, foreshadowing, seeing happening. And that's the cool thing about the interactions that you and me have had on Twitter and social media is that we can 
agree to disagree or have different opinions on things and not take it to the point where it's like I'm hitting mute or I'm blocking you or something crazy. And I think that's the part of uh, where wrestling fans sometimes get a little lost in it. And they just it just becomes one of these big drama fests that, you know, in all honesty, I just don't have any time for it's the reality era people work themselves. That is how people get work now, not the um, the storylines, but the way they perceive professional wrestling. I feel like it's easier to work a fan now because all you got to do is be like a Baron Corbin. He tweets out nothing but hating hating on people, and people are like, a dick, I hate him. Exactly. He's a heel. That's why you're doing it. <laughs> now, now, is that the one match you're most excited for on night one? Is the Bobby Drew match, or was there another match on the card night one that you were more tuned into? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm so I just want I want to say overwhelmed uh, with the I'm going to WrestleMania that I don't think I've actually sat there and, and been like, "Hey, I'm going to see this match," or "I'm going to see that match," because I'm just so overwhelmed with the fact that I'm going to be there in person, and it just feels so surreal to me but if i'm sitting there going like okay what match am i most excited for um i think i don't know i i'm i'm actually excited for sasha and bianca belair because i think that they're going to have a better match than anybody's expecting because there's so much history and there's so much precedence behind their match especially if they're given that main spot that i don't think they're going to disappoint like Remember, remember the fleet of WrestleMania 32 was the women's match with Sasha Banks, uh, Charlotte Flair, and Lynch. I think that's kind of what we're going to see out of these two, is that match that everyone goes, oh, didn't see that one coming. Now, is there a match or uh, that you would have loved to see make it tonight, one and two, or any talent? Because there's a lot of talent that, as of this recording, are not included on the actual WrestleMania card. Um, is there anybody that's been left off the card that you really wish would have been on the card? Um, I really wish that, and you know, this is where I'll probably get heat because I do like some part-time involvement, especially when you have two uh, nights. Um, I would have liked to see Brock versus Lashley. You know, I would have liked to see Triple H versus A Styles. I think these are matches that there was no way they could have been bad. Um, so those two probably, namely the two matches that I'm disappointed are, are not hanging. And like you said, hey, you never know. Brock could get shoehorned into a match. Um, I would would have liked to have seen something like uh, like a quick Goldberg squash. You know, I would have liked to see Becky Lynch be involved. But again, I have a theory that that may happen. Uh, if you haven't, if you've been paying attention to my past of social media, everyone is clamoring. What is? Uh, why is Bailey not in a match? I'm like, mm-hmm. you could have an open challenge. Say, I carried this women's division and I don't have a match. Out comes Becky Lynch for a quick squash match with a ends it with a disarmer, and sends the fans home happy. So I kind of think that might actually happen. Yeah, and it's that's the part of WrestleMania that you enjoy the most is the surprises, and the the raw after WrestleMania is usually where you get all the surprises. But again, we're in a different kind of like way of doing things, and I'm just kind of concerned with the whole WrestleMania being on Peacock that you know NBC Universal wasn't having much more influence on, you know, big surprises and, you know, because clearly they paid a lot of money for this to go down on their, you know, Peacock service. So I said, it'd be interesting to see, but I like that. I like that theory with the, the Bailey and, you know, Becky situation. Now, do you think Becky would come back full time after that? I mean, she's, what is it? Only been a couple months that her, you know, her daughter was born. 
So, is it well, too soon? if you notice, if you noticed in my scenario, I, I didn't even give her a lot of offense. Because people are like, "Well, she can't come back." She just, I'm like, "Trust me, I've seen." You know, me and my ex have a child together. Trust me, I've seen what a woman. Yeah, two goes days through. later, so he's I'm... going to WrestleMania. So, right. <laughs> I mean, Becky could have been had a baby, you know, Wednesday, and could have been there, you know, by Saturday, you know. Hey, Seth, Seth was on TV pretty quickly right afterwards too. Come on now, I'm, yeah. I'm like Seth Rollins of fatherhood here, but um, <laughs> but no, uh, in my situation, I'm like in my scenario, I should say, I'm not giving Becky a lot of offense. You know, I'm just giving her a quick like, hey. There's fans. Here's Becky Lynch. I actually wouldn't see her coming back to TV uh, after that. You know what I mean? I think after that, you start hyping, hey, you know, she's going to come back, have video packages, things like that. Um, like you said, this is a very different WrestleMania. This is the first one on Peacock. NBC paid a lot of money. But the other thing is, that Monday, they're going to be fans again. They're going to be in the Yingling Center, which, ironically enough, is even closer to my house than Raymond James Stadium. So, <laughs> I wish they had fans over there. Uh, the Yingling Center, which is the former USF Sundome, is going to be the uh, the home of the new Thunderdome. So I feel like you're not going to get your average awe after Mania. So have your surprises at Mania, especially with only six matches tonight. You have room for you know different things in between. Yeah, that's that's definitely how how I'm seeing it. Um, so, again, let everybody know where they can find you at online with the podcast and the social medias because, again, it's a really well-done podcast that I encourage everybody who is a wrestling fan to take a listen to. I listen to it when I'm you know, driving in the car or whatever or you know, going to sleep or whatever. Not that it puts me to sleep or anything. I'm not Brandon. No, but... no Brandon, Brandon puts you to sleep because he's going to sleep halfway through most of the episodes. So. No, but um... I mean, I, you know, I listen to it, you know, on my downtime or when I'm doing stuff here in the studio, and it's a really good podcast. So I want everybody to make sure that they are listening to the right podcast. So go ahead and plug away where they can find you at. Uh, you can find us on social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, and Facebook, AKFYT Wrestling. So, Kenny, for your thoughts, wrestling, basically. Uh, you can find us on there, um, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Uh, Kenny for your thoughts, wrestling podcast. Uh, new episodes usually every Friday or Saturday, depending on our work schedules. Um, go listen to us there. But we do have live shows, so... Uh, we do have a live chat that is an integral part of our episodes because uh, we do do live reactions and talk to people as we are recording the episode. So we're not traditional uh, recorded in a studio podcast. Uh, I just don't like that feel. I'm kind of like a, a wrestler in that sense. I kind of want the crowd uh, participation and, and reactions. So uh, it, it feeds me. So if you're on the live chat, you can be promised that I will talk to you. Brandon won't. He'll probably be a stud. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the great thing about it. Not a big studio. You know, it's got that the real grainy indie feel for you. You know, like you're, we're, we're doing this right out of, a you know, an armory or, you know, a bingo hall or something. <laughs> we don't need to make big, big said, studios. Our, that being said, our sound quality, though, is like studio quality. I have actually put a lot of time in uh, our sound and our equipment and things like that. So. Uh, it's weird. It's like a polished indie, like you said. Well, it's very awesome, and we appreciate you taking some time in this busy week, and uh, happy WrestleMania week to you. I mean, we are almost in an hour before we hit Monday Night Raw tonight, and uh, Tuesday Hall of Fame, then we got NXT, and 
just SmackDown and just it's so much stuff this week that it's it's fun to even if we're not there at least I'm not gonna be there but you being there is uh, is something that uh, I'm excited for you and we cannot wait to see all the updates on the social medias and uh, just keep us locked in on like all the doings that is WrestleMania in Tampa, Florida. Thank you so much for having me and and you're actually probably the first person to get me excited for WrestleMania because. You know, I've I've not actually let it sink in that I'm going to WrestleMania yet. So this was this was really fun, and I appreciate it. Well, I um, to... I'll be posting a lot of a lot of pictures, a lot of videos on my social media and on my YouTube. So again, pay attention. Those even if you don't listen to the podcast this week, uh, pay attention because I will be posting a lot of stuff for the fans. Just because I know a lot of people are going to be curious as to what's going on. Well, I can say that's a first for me that I've gotten a, a guest excited. Usually, anybody who listens to my podcast, it's usually my guest to get other people excited. But you can find all that when you go to MMB Radio and uh, <laughs> listen to some of those podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, Kenny, we really appreciate it, and uh, it's been awesome talking to you. we got to do this again sometime. I would love to Absolutely. keep you know interacting with you. I promise you know I won't, I won't have any, any doze off or anything. You know, um, And then maybe, maybe we can get Brandon. You know, we can prop him up like Weekend at Bernie's or something and uh, yeah. have him on the, on the tell, show. Tell him that you interview porn stars and he'll be on here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be wide awake, right? <laughs> he'll be asking questions. So, uh, I mean, could you put me in contact with any? You know, he'll, he'll be asking stuff like that. You just got to get Brandon's awake for, for what he wants to be awake for. And Professor Wrestling is, is not funny. Brandon... I have a feeling Brandon loves professional wrestling, but it, you know, for some reason, he just cannot get through a show, a full show by himself. Well, I'm sure if he gets through this podcast listening to it, he'll be uh, pretty heated with me. Like, he talked all this smack about me the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, he's used to it. Literally, we've had people on, on our podcast and asked him talking about, wait, like James Ellsworth. Literally, James Ellsworth pops on and first thing he says is, listening to Brandon, who cares about him? Like, literally had never met this guy. <laughs> it's just something about Brandon makes you just want to, you know, just attack him as soon as you see it. So he's used to it. When, you, when you're getting attacked by James Ellsworth, that just says a whole lot for me right there. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Thank you for listening to our podcast because that means you listen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, again, we appreciate it, man. Have fun at WrestleMania this weekend and continue to follow him on all his socials. And, uh, yeah, man, mark out this weekend. Oh, I will, 100%. All right, I'm going to try to buy a Seth Rollins suit, actually, to go there. So I did see that. And you got to do that. you got to do the, the, the Sami Zayn dance. Oh, I will. you got to remind me of that because I'm going to forget. <laughs> and i got to do, like, the D. Brown. Somebody was saying uh, you got to do, like, how D. Lo Brown walked in, like how, you know, bob your head when you're going in and stuff, too. So i got a lot to record this weekend. <laughs> well, definitely get your rest. And, uh, again, have fun this weekend sure. at WrestleMania. Thank you again for having me. Hey, this is Kenny Majid of the Kenny Free Thoughts Podcast, and you're listening to Mix Master B on MMB Radio.